Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Albuquerque. You know what that means. Well, it means the boys are here up until the isotopes start pitching baseballs later today. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, my co-host for now, similar to WWE, then now uh, uh, forever, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Robert, how are you? I am great. Uh, you look extra comfortable, nice and, and snuggle over there. Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in relaxation mode. Yeah. So for the friend of the show that is not on the live stream on social media, if you're tuning with us on 95.9 FM or AM 610, the sports animal, uh, or anywhere you stream your whatever, whatever, whatever's, I'm at home. Fred's at home. So uh, I am home, and <clears throat> Van's not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Robert Buck D. Gibson in the studio, and uh, that is because uh, – well, I mean, there's there's rules, there's rules and regulations to how we do things, and uh, right now I am I am not allowed to be in the building until I provide a a COVID free test, which I am scheduled to get tomorrow. So I'm I'm without symptom, I'm 100 percent good, but I was exposed to someone who who did have a positive COVID 19. Uh, by the way, if you're getting COVID right now. Like, only 100 people in the whole state got it yesterday. So, you're like, you're a huge jerk. Like, it's a very small percent <laughs> of people. And if you got it and you were in proximity to me, which this person was. But, uh, but you know, we play it safe. And there's technology. We kind of worked our way around everything. And we have worked our way around this. Robert, how are you today? I am great. Uh, I am COVID-free. Um, so, I'm super great. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Vital is making the show go around. Michael, how do I sound via the internet? Am I good? Everything good? It sounds good, and your caller's ready to go. How's that? Jo oh, I mean, we're starting the show off hot today. Joining us on the program, Cam Rogers, host of Lock It In. He is, uh, well, he's all things golf, Robert. You remember meeting Cam at the Super Bowl, and we yes, just kind of sparked yes, a I very do. good relationship. And, and we said, forget the opener. We'll do the opener after because Cam's got a tight schedule. And we're not going to be that radio show that doesn't talk the Masters. There's unfortunately too many of those. And here we are talking the Masters with Cam Rogers, golf expert. Cam, welcome. What's going on, guys? Great to be with you. Happy Masters Friday. At Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter. And Masters Friday is not as good as Master Thursday was for Tiger Wood. Yeah, you know, Tiger started off pretty badly today, guys. Four over par through his first five holes. But within the last, like, 35 minutes, He's starting to find something. Birdie at 13, birdie at 14. He's playing a par five right now as we stand. Could make birdie there as well. Get it back to even par. So, with everybody sort of in a holding pattern, except for Scotty Scheffler, who's now six under par, he's not out of this yet, which is kind of wild to think about. It really is, Cam. I, I'm going to be honest. We talked about this earlier this week. I was not a fan of Tiger coming back so quick. But he shut me up that quickly Thursday. And I, I'm glad to see that he's trying to bounce back today as well. Um, because I want to see dominant Tiger. Are, are you with me on yeah. that, Cam? 
Well, it depends on what dominant tiger you're looking for. If you're looking for the early 2000s, the tiger slam kind of tiger, we're probably not going to get that again. If you're looking for the 2019 Masters champion tiger, I think we can get that again. And, there we you go. Know, this guy there we is, go. Yeah, he's, he's still going to be contending at Augusta National for many, many years. He'll still be contending at Open Championships for, for many, many years because he can hit irons off the tee. You really don't need your driver at all at an Open Championship. The rough isn't penal at all. U.S. Opens and PGAs, those are different situations. I don't like his chances there anymore. But he's still in the running at the Masters and the Open Championship for sure. Hey, he needs more red numbers on that scoreboard, though, right? I mean, Cam, what's the deal here? I mean, this is Tiger freaking Woods we're talking about. Yeah, you know, as far as timeline is concerned, guys, I had him coming back at the Open Championship in July. I thought maybe, you know, you recover a little bit in the spring and early summer, come back on a flat golf course at St. Andrews, easy on the ankle. But this guy is built different. He's right up there with Jordan and Brady as far as just – mentality is concerned and competitiveness is concerned. He can't give it up. Brady can't give it up. Jordan couldn't give it up either, you know? So that's why he's here this week at Augusta National. He's going to make the cut, which is extraordinary considering we're 14 months removed from his leg nearly getting amputated. So at the end of the day, I think perspective matters. I think it's great that he's here. I'll give him a ceremonial green jacket, honestly, just for showing up because it's nothing short of a miracle. Okay, let's let's give let's give our uh, props to other people that are playing in the Masters. I know it's Tiger, 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 but right now you have Scheffler with a what three shot lead. What do you think his yeah. chances to hold on to this? Look, I think they're pretty good. Honestly, we're talking about a guy who is now number one in the world, has won three times in the last five events. I mean, twenty twenty two has been Scotty Scheffler's coming out party, but we saw this coming in a way last year at the. Major championships, he was top 10 in three of the four. So he has that major championship game, right? That balance game from driver to putter, no real weaknesses. He's unflappable. He's fantastic in difficult conditions, which is the case today. And he's proving that three under par today is remarkable, all things considered. And now he has a nice three-shot lead, still has plenty of golf to go here today. We'll see if he holds on. But He's not going away in terms of being in contention on Sunday. I don't know enough about Charles Schwartzel to say he's going to be able to overcome a three on day two. He just doesn't, to me, have the presence that I need in a golfer to do it. Obviously, if I think anyone's going to kind of be in the mix, I think it's probably Dustin Johnson. But, I mean, he's chasing as well. If it doesn't come down to Scheffler, who do you think it's going to be on Sunday for the, for the championship here? Yeah, Charles Schwartzel came into this week, guys, off six missed cuts. So I really have no idea how he's playing this well so far. He is a former Masters champion back in 2011, so there's that. But I would watch for this guy, Shane Lowry. This weekend, conditions, especially on Saturday, are going to continue to be tough. And Lowry is that grinder type of golfer that you want. He's four under par today through 17 holes, which is miraculous. He was actually inside my top three in terms of my power rankings going into this week just a fantastic ball striker an open champion in his own right i don't think he is going to fade off the leaderboard at all he's somebody that i think is worth a live bet if you want to put some coin down on shane lowry would not tuck you out of that he's somebody that i think can certainly win this thing on sunday evening cam i have a question with one of the big names that is not playing at the masters phil mickelson Mm. what's the deal on phil 
Will he be back anytime soon, or will that big debacle keep him off of the tour? Yeah, evidently he has gone dark. I guess Bryson DeChambeau like texted him three weeks ago and never heard back from him. So he ghosts Bryson, which is a little tough, right? So I mm-hmm. guess the whole story, too, is that Augusta National received a text, the leadership there, from Phil Mickelson that he was not going to attend the Masters. But a big rumor before that news item this week was that Phil sort of got a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to not come to the Masters. So there's sort of your side, my side, and the truth situation here because I would assume that Phil Mickelson wanted to play this week. But maybe, I don't know, his inner circle, his PR team was like, yeah, not a great plan. I mean, we're talking about a guy who won a major championship a year ago. Why would he not want to play this week? But, yeah, as far as when he's going to return, I really – I don't know. It's, it's got to be the U.S. Open because – that's the shot for the career Grand Slam. So the U.S. Open is in June. That'd be a logical return point. Maybe a PGA Tour event the week before, you know, or the week uh, two weeks before, just to get ready. And you know, he can sort of answer all the questions then and not at the U.S. Open. That's probably the most logical timeline. He could come back next month at the PGA Championship. But uh, I know we talked about Phil the last time I was on with you guys, and I guess he's still doing his soul searching, if you will, as he tries to kind of shrug off this whole PR nightmare he's dealing with. Lock it in with Cameron Rogers is everywhere you get podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. The show is Lock It In. Okay, here's my last one, Cam, because I know you're a busy guy. you got to get on the way. The, the Masters doesn't watch itself. How do you watch the Masters on a Thursday? Because I, I feel like I had to fill out four subscriptions, and I couldn't just watch it on TV. <laughs> Like, it's like an ordeal now. Like, what is CBS's problem? Yeah, it sort of is an ordeal. And the funky part is that you have ESPN on day one and two and then CBS on day three and four, but yet you can still use your Paramount Plus subscription, which is part of CBS, to stream the Masters on day one and two. And yet you can also stream the Masters on day one and two on ESPN+. Plus. Did you get all that? Like, yeah, it's absolutely confusing. And <laughs> my, so, my grandma and cannot figure always, that out. What's that? My grandma cannot figure that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your best bet is Masters.com. That's always the place to go. I'm pretty sure it's free. You can stream from there. And then, of course, TV coverage picks up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But, yeah, it's not easy. I had to Google it myself a few times, and I've done this for years watching golf and watching the Masters. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But why even do you have ESPN Plus broadcasting it when you could just do it off Masters.com and then Paramount Plus? I mean, I don't know. I just don't get it. But, anyway, we're almost done with day number two. And then starting tomorrow, it's Paramount Plus. It's Masters.com. That's how you can stream. I got a little bit of play money. I'm going to put it on a long shot to win the whole thing. Who am I putting it on, Cam? Ooh, long shot, long shot, long shot. You know, I think you would look at Matt Fitzpatrick, who's currently at even par. It's going to be a tall ask for him, but he's somebody I like a lot going into this week. He's got the ball striking, the birdie-making ability, and he will not be going out with the leaders. So he'll be able to go out tomorrow kind of, you know, with a calmer atmosphere, he can sort of be aggressive, play loose. I think tomorrow is a good day for Matt Fitzpatrick. And then Sunday, it's a great day for everybody. Scoring conditions should be ripe. So 
Matt Fitzpatrick could be a good long shot for you. I wouldn't, you know, put your whole bankroll on it, but maybe a few coins. I like everything about it. Cam Rogers, anything we missed? Well, let's see. I do want to point out the defending champion, Hideki Matsuyama, is playing fantastically today. And he was a big storyline going into this week. Not obviously, well, obviously because he's the defending champion, but been dealing with a lot of injuries, too. Pulled out of the tournament last week due to a neck injury. So there were concerns about his ability to play this week. And here he is right in the hunt, two under par on the day, two under par for the tournament. Watch out for him to perhaps defend his title for the first time since the early 2000s when Tiger Woods did it. I'm into it. Hey, boys, yesterday when you were watching Tiger and he hits that birdie on 16, you, you both kind of thought for a second, right? <laughs> I mean, you were sure, Cam. Fist bump. <laughs> you got a fist bump action. It was there was a there was like a moment because I was like you came I was a little reserved and I was like I was like okay maybe a good for well story I'm gonna curb my, I'm gonna pull a buck D I'm gonna curb my enthusiasm but yeah. finishing one under and that big one on sixteen and I just I saw him out there and I thought okay Tiger's here like this is this is the way golf should be I haven't clapped during a golf broadcast since the 2019 Masters so oh that's all you need to know I was clapping hard yesterday and today. <laughs> Locking in with Cam Rogers, you're the best. Thank you, fellas. Take care. Hey, uh, just inside baseball for the friend of the show, Cam took that uh, interview on about 30 minutes' notice. So, pretty good guy. Hey, he knows pretty his stuff. Pretty good guy. He knows his stuff. I reached out to him this morning, and you know, whenever you shoot a text to someone and it, it doesn't come back, but you don't, you don't like think about it. You right. know, you're like, you're like, okay, that's one of the boys. Like, we'll just, anyways. And so I, I literally call him. I'm like, hey. I, we're like 30 minutes out, dog, and I'm not about to be that one radio show that doesn't talk about the Masters. Because there's – that's it. let's do that when we get back. Let's talk about, like, there's some sports out there that have a fan base, but they don't necessarily move the needle, needle but they need attention. Obviously, we're not going to talk about hockey. Thank you so very much to John Lopez, real estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy, for sponsoring the studio that Robert Buck D. Gibson is currently in. Yes. I am not. I am home. If you're on the live stream, you can kind of see my existence. I mean, this is like a regular house. You, right? got, a, you got a nice little setup. I mean, it's not bad. I don't yeah. want to complain. You see, on the maybe I'll put something on that TV back there. I'll create some ambiance or something. That'll be a fun thing. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Thank you so very much to Cam Rogers who just joined us, talking Masters. I got it where we can have. If you're a friend of the live stream, I got the Masters scoreboard up. I'm a big fan of the Masters. The rest of the golf I don't super care about, um, but I'm a big fan of the Masters because that's, you know, it's like uh, Daytona 500 or the Super Bowl or whatever. It's kind of like, like it's, Indy it's 500 the, too, right? It's a bucket list yeah. thing. Yeah, Masters, Masters is number one for me. Um, number two is U.S. And then I like the British Open too just because it's weird looking and I know the <laughs> weather is messed up. Yeah. It depends where the U.S. Open's at for me. Mm-hmm. I'm into, yeah, there's – I'm a big Pebble Beach guy. Like, yeah. Bit, like, I like – I give me, like, cool vistas, but yeah. I don't necessarily – like, a, a couple of them have been in, like, St. Louis, and there's been – and I'm like, I, I mean, okay, I guess. Some are municipal also, courses, and they're yeah, pretty some good, real are. tough one, challenging ones. And have you ever seen where uh, – have you ever been to, like a, like, a championship course when it's not on TV? Like, it's a completely different experience. Like why? Why? Like, what do you mean? Is it is it way worse or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, it's dolled up for TV. Like, yeah. There's, oh, so yeah. you're saying it's it's real regular? Oh yeah, super <laughs> regular. And then 
Like you go out like, uh, and and I'm not over here like, oh, Pebble Beach sucks. Pebble Beach doesn't suck. I've been yeah. to Pebble Beach. It's very nice, but it's not like it is when it's on TV. Like mm-hmm. when it's on TV, like they paint the grass and stuff. You know? What oh I mean? yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's you. a whole other thing. You don't. You're like, hey, I got big high expectations, but nope. I, uh, I gotta I tell you, you, I gotta tell you, for yep. a, I'm not a fan of golf, but when they have the Masters, when they have those big tournaments, and the way in which the cameras are always moving around, yeah. it's not boring. I thought, oh, this is boring, but yeah. it's not because they keep it moving and keep it fresh. Well, in the way they follow groups too, yeah, like it's like, hey, we're highlighting like certain groups, and it's like good because, and the, and you know they know they know like. Hey, these guys are going to have this success, and these it's all analytics, you know, and it, and it's just packaged into a really good TV product. I would argue outside the NFL, it's probably the best sport on TV. Yeah, I love it because you could hear a crowd roar, and you know that's where they're going to go to next. They're like, okay, we missed something, but they're going to mm-hmm. show us what we missed. Now they start trash talking when you get to the 18. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like to each other? No, no, no. I mean the fans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, they're getting more vocal there at the, at the turn of the you know when you get to eighteen. You know the games evolving. They let women play now. It's a whole other <laughs> thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a long period. Of, like the, I, the Augusta was the one, wasn't it? Where it was like like no women, no people of color. Like we're yeah. out. Like you, well, yeah. Yep. Okay, that's not a club. <laughs> Here's the thing: when I go out to a club, I I would prefer to not just. I don't always want to just hang out with the boys. Like let's, like let the let the. I, w- I would like to bring my lady. That's yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. It's gonna be a good program today. I predicted it yesterday, boys, on the uh, MLB season preseason opening day preview show. Van and I did. Robert, you were not a part of that. Okay. That the Phillies are the new hotness, and the Phillies are going to do it. And the Phillies are the best one. And Kyle Schwarber welcomes himself to Philadelphia by smacking a leadoff homer. All I'm saying is I'm Fred Stradamus, boys. Uh, did, did you uh, predict what the the Snakes did like, yes, last night on a walk-off? No. no are you no, kidding me? The Diamondbacks. That was pretty dramatic. Not at all. I got like, one eye a- on my team right now. We're, we're doing okay. We're up 5-2. to two. When I say we, I mean the Dodgers. There's a lot of we's that like you out there. We. <laughs> I had a friend said that. He goes, we're going to be good this year. And he goes, who are you a fan of? The Brewers. He goes, yeah, nah, nah. See you later. When L.A. fans, that's exactly what we all do. Only when we're good. Now, it's not us or we when it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. LeBron and them. Mm-hmm. That's what it is now. It's not we. Also, LeBron is going to make the All-NBA team averaging over 30 points a game and doing spectacular numbers, but for some reason, he's the reason his team's full of failures. I don't quite get that. Whoa, that whoa. Sense to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm just saying he's playing literally at a superhero's pace and if, is better than every other player in the entire association, but for some reason, it's LeBron's fault. So, okay. Yeah, we got we to gotta look at his GM side, too. That's the problem. The, it's not the player side. It's... Him trying to be the GM, that's his problem. Well, and they're going to be in financial hell for a, quite a yeah, while stuck. with all that money that they got tied up. Stuck, yep. Boys, that's nothing. That's literally nothing. <laughs> that's LeBron the biggest James problem. Like, that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest Laker problem right now. The biggest Laker problem is that LeBron James is one-tenth of a point off the lead for the NBA scoring, and you're like, oh, okay, LeBron's a problem. He is. Like, he just leads everyone. He just averages over 30. Same way Harden was the problem when he was leading the score for Houston. He was a problem. I mean, he was surrounded by losers, similar <laughs> to LeBron. Hey, it's crazy with Embiid, though, right? Because Embiid's averaging 34, and he's played, 
I think in like the most games in the league. Like I don't like maybe obviously like DeMar DeRozan always plays in the most games, but like he's up there at the very top. Like it's a real special season out there in Philadelphia. It's about to have really good sports boys. Like, it's about time. They deserve it. Oh my God. They deserve it. Cause I'm t- the Phillies are the truth. Like I'm not just saying that to say it. I'm saying it because it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like, I, the I, player- I saw their, um, their team page and I forgot how loaded they were. Loaded, they, loaded. They are super loaded. We'll and see. Now it, how do you feel about National League putting DH at the top of the line? Like DH leadoff. Oh, DH number. Like, I love it. Me, I'm like, okay. I love like a, it. I love it. Like, hey, uh, Kyle Schwarber, I know you're about to lead off or whatever. Just hit dingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we want to see. Just It's just. The the cat yesterday for the Pirates. Uh, obviously, I watched the Cardinals Pirates game. The Vogelbach. This kid leads off. He's yes. 6'1", 260. Yes. He's the leadoff hitter. Are you yes. kidding me? Yes. Batting leadoff for the Pirates. A guy built like Buck D. <laughs> what? <laughs> Two men on. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I know I'm I'm getting older because I remember the leadoff guy was the little fast dude. It was Ricky Henderson. It was little guys like that. Now yeah, the you fireworks got the, show, Vince Coleman. Yeah, got, where's he at? Yeah, yeah. Now you got the power guys. Let's get it started. Let's go right now. First pitch. Friend of the show, Lenny, joining us. Lenny, welcome to the program. How you doing? Well, I'm going to agree with you on the Phillies with Castellanos, Harper, Huge. and Schwaber. That's uh, good for probably 100 homers right there. All, all, all in a row. Yeah. Like just 100 in a row. <laughs> yeah, and that, that and they'll probably go through four dozen Twinkies a game. You know, <laughs> just to keep Schwaber going. Hey, superstition, but, superstition. I'm in on it. But uh, before I get to the NBA, I'm still going to be a homer this year and say that the Mets will make a trade in the next few weeks because the Grom is not going to come back probably till the All-Star game. So they're going to make a deal for a pitcher. And then the players will start coming through. And on the other end, you'll see the. Uh, well, let's see. We can't count the Oakland A's. Does Oakland count now as a major league team since they've traded everyone away? <laughs> they uh, they do not, and they are currently chasing four against the Phillies. I, I think they have fifteen AAA and AA players that made the team this year. Jeez. I mean, literally every trade they made where a prospect, that prospect made the team. But it's That's not going to be the Dodgers this year, all kidding aside. All that money, I mean, even look at the Padres. They have a $210 million payroll, but let's go and give Fernando Tatis a motorcycle. Because <laughs> and, 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 he doesn't need that $304 million contract that they could have avoided, but they aren't going to do that. Him, but let's keep him out for three and a half months. Hey, to be fair, Lenny, I mean, and I didn't see this till right now. Siler McGill's yeah, opening and, day final line was five innings, three and, hits, and, 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 and he's you know that's another big boy, six seven two thirty, throwing ninety nine yep. miles an hour at you at that angle. Jeez, six strikeouts. That's like and that's that's as bad as scary as me standing in front of a mirror nude. <laughs> that's a scary sight to watch. Okay, now let's get to the basketball side, and let's go with Chris Paul being this year this year's version of John Stockton and not making it to the uh, over the hump and winning a championship. <sighs> you know what? I agree, just because that's what his career's been. I think you're going to see Memphis pull an upset 
and make it to the championship. Oh, that would be great. And maybe Memphis and Milwaukee, because it's not going to be Brooklyn. No. They're not going to do anything. And Boston is done because they lost Robert Williams, so they don't have that defense down low. Grant Williams just isn't the same cut. And I still think it's uh, Milwaukee to lose, and no one wants to give them any credit. I like that a lot. And on, and on the and on the MVP side, and everyone just needs to put Joel B to bed. Jokic is the MVP. Look at this. Thank he you. set a record this year for P, uh, PER rating. His numbers are through the roof for the first player that, with the numbers that he's put up with for 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Crazy. At a six foot eleven, two donuts away from three hundred pounds. <laughs> I agree. And, I agree. I don't like and, the MV talk and, over over Jokic. Well, it's not. A, it's just a matter of if you're going to set a team and you're going to pick one, who would you rather pick, Jokic or MV, to build around? If I'm going to start a new brand, brand new. Yeah. Let me give, let me give you the answer to that after the break, Lenny, because I like that one a lot, and I'm going to put more than two seconds of thought because my gut is going to tell me Embiid, but I think I could easily be convinced that Jokic is is the better offensive player, and that's but the only thing that matters. Jokic in the is to me is the better offensive player because look at what he's done this year without Murray and without uh, Porter. Not Murray? wrong. NBA talk when we get back. I also want to go down the path of John Morant's the best player in the NBA that no one's talking about as well because I think there's something to be said about Memphis and how New Orleans fans should still be sick to their stomachs so many years later. Lenny, you're the best. I think we lost him. If we didn't, that's because I'm bad at radio. When we get back, well, during the break, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get it because I can walk to my kitchen. I'm going to go get a cup of New Mexico Pinion coffee. I'm going to come back to this desk, and we're going to continue this program as we're going to talk more NBA. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Five o'clock, Josh Shushan joins us to talk Albuquerque Isotopes. Tough L for the boys last night. We're going to have a good season, though. I'm excited about that. Opening day is Tuesday. Robert and I will be there. Van won't be there. We were talking earlier about uh, I was in close com- proximity with someone with the COVID-19. Well, I'm be real honest here. It was Van. Van has the COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us on the phone, someone who could take a care package to Van if we needed him to, the mailman. Mailman, how are you? What's happening, Fred? So you gave Van the carnage? Well, I had the COVID in December of 2020, so I think I'm in the clear. But uh, of the 100 people who were diagnosed with COVID-19 last uh, yesterday in New Mexico, Van was one of them, one of the only 100 to get it. You gave Van your residual cordage. <laughs> no. Oh, bad dude, bad dude. Okay, before I get to my sports adjacent and then – the real reason I call, Brett Diesel. What up? I'm about to. I'm about to. Re, I'm about to reclaim that name because Diesel is too expensive. You buck E85 now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can afford right now. Buck E85. <laughs> so, so check this out. So, um, your boy 
got word that they were going to drop the hammer on him, so he went on and just quit. He went on and resigned from the Oscar board. So the only thing they could do to him is tell him he can't present Best Winner or Best Actor Award next year. Whoopie Skippy. He's probably <laughs> glad he ain't got to go do that. Ten-year ban on right? I saw that. Ten years. Yeah, ten years. They gave him a, they gave him a decade. Did they? They gave him ten years? They gave him ten. That's enough time to get divorced, start a new family. I think it's a smart move. But he resigned. How can they give him ten years? He resigned. Okay. He's no longer a voting member. No, yeah, they, the same way that Russia got kicked off the humanitarians board. They they just quit afterwards. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Russia is Will Smith. Oh. Well, well he, okay. here's here's how it's explained though. He was still able to go to them, but now they're saying no, we don't want you there for ten years. Oh, so he can't even show up at the building for ten years, right? Mm-mm. So he's got a. So he's got a uh, Van Nunley uh, uh, photo next to the guy checking IDs at the door. Hey, you see this cat? Don't let him in. So he should be back right around the time that I think Bad Boys 5 comes out. And that's going to be a good one. Okay. I'm a big Michael B. Jordan guy. He's going to take over the franchise. He's going to do real well. So I'm excited about Bad Boys 5 uh, in the summer of 2032. Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you, dog. Um, uh, I, uh, I thought, well, it took a long time for Vital to answer the phone. So, Robert, why don't you do me a favor and look through that window and make sure he ain't got no bratwurst and cheese back there? <laughs> I know he's been partying hard because his Milwaukee Brewers are still in it. Right now, they're still in it. <laughs> Come on, Vital, I don't hear you. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's about to get you. No, okay. Just, just right. stick okay. to stick to what All you right. don't know, the Steelers. Okay, just stick to what you don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We do. What's the over under? Fifty-five or sixty wins? Oh, absolutely. For who? The They're... Brewers? Yeah, for N- the Brewers. Ninety, man. Eighty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> They're currently second okay. fourth in the Central. They can't even beat the Cubs, who are just the beginning of the season. Come on. <laughs> They're on you, Mike. Be, One game. One game. They'll be done by in three months. Guaranteed. <laughs> that that, that will not happen. They'll win the Central again because the Central's weak with the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Reds. Uh-oh. Not, Uh-oh. Not the okay. Left okay. He's calling you out, friend. Uh-oh. He's calling you out. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing people dog by Brewers. They won last year. They got to the yep. playoffs. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. good for being a Brewer fan. So the Cardinals, but it's – it's the Cardinals put up eight of them yesterday and, and allowed zero of them, and I'm going to try to do the math on that. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, since before I leave, let me do my last little bit of sports adjacent. Uh, Fred, what are we going to do now that Roman Reigns has retained? They ain't even – unless they bring Bobby Lashley out, they ain't a clear-cut challenger to challenge him right now. Because – I had never seen, even though he well, he technically cheated, I have never seen Brock Lesnar just, like, in the ring, like, looking like, what just happened? What just happened? I mean, that's First, not him. Usually he would have been, he would have known Roman was going to be a Monday Night Raw. 
he'd have been there. He'd have been throwing chairs. He'd have been holding the show hostage. I don't get it. I don't know what they're up to now. Any clue? Well, in the in the fame words of, and thanks for taking the time, mailman. We'll we'll finish out before we hit the segment. Um, thanks, in the, Yep. In the fame words of Adele, rumor has it that. Reigns did the bicep at the end of the WrestleMania match. So it was like a quick, audible, hey, we got to finish this thing up. So if you're going to give me like a little bit of Brock is like doesn't know necessarily what to do at the end and they went off the show about eight minutes earlier than they planned, cool, I'll buy that. Like, but And apparently, I think, the, at least from what I've read, Robert, I don't know what you've read, mm-hmm. is Roman Reigns is going to take uh, just a little bit of time to see how quick the bicep comes back, so mm-hmm. don't expect any wrestling. Expect vignettes. Expect a little bit of back and forth. And if WWE smart, they're putting Cody Rhodes on yeah. Raw and SmackDown. You're going to go Family Legacy versus Family Legacy. Oh, it's actually here in the chat. Joel, Joel Luevano, friend of the show, is saying Legacy versus yeah. Legacy, Ro- Rhodes versus the you know the the Bloodline. Yeah, well, that's what Cody came out and said at the top of of Raw. Anyway, he already laid it out. He he wants the belt. There's only one. You know, there's only one championship that he's talking about, so that's who he's going to go after. We, it just, it's just going to take a lot of time to see them two get face to face, though. They have to build that up. Yeah, because you you can't even let them physically touch each other till SummerSlam. Can't. Which, by the way, is in Asheville, and and I'm going. And then you can't. You can let them go at each other, I guess, at SummerSlam. Best for me would be Survivor Series. You let them do like a family versus family thing. So you would have like Roman Reigns and the Usos and whoever's adjacent to that. And then you would let Cody Rhodes build like a stable um, and and let them go adjacent to that. And then, But I guess I don't necessarily know who would be in it. It would, be, it, it would actually be kind of fun if you did a thing where you brought back like some guys that uh, – So, But he's, he's in the other one. Yeah, so, no. That, that's the only – like that's the only way it's it's can work for it's me like, for me. If it's like um like Kern Hennings kid, like Curtis Axel, or if it's like if it's some guys like that oh, that you're able I to bring back and and do a, a hey, you think you like Randy Orton would be yeah. a real good fit with Cody Rhodes because yeah. obviously his you know, Cowboy Bob Orton. But yeah, if if you could create something like that and uh, the one that would put it over the top and it wouldn't even be close, it would be the end of the conversation would be uh, Bray Wyatt. Because Bray Wyatt yeah. is also a legacy guy, too. So if you were to be able to build out a um, like a, like a five-versus-five of that and yeah. then let, the, let him take it, maybe win it at Royal Rumble, let Cody Rhodes win it at the Royal Rumble next year, and then have the, the story arc where Reigns is trying to get it back at WrestleMania, I'd be 100% in on that. I'm, not, that's a, I'm not with it. Let this, this, I think this is going to be short-lived. Okay. Just, we need The Rock, man. The Rock has to fit in here somewhere. The Rock has to see Roman some type of way. From the live chat, missed the Attitude Era when Edge was marrying Vicky. Well, good news. Edge has a super emotional group of followers now. Oh, yeah. So he's, so he's got a faction. Pointed out from the live chat, uh, WWE hates factions. I think they're on the comeback, though. It was, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think because of the success they're having in other organizations – that it would be a like a foolish move for WWE to not kind of ride that 
moment I'm out. When we get back, we'll wrap up the first hour. That puts us just 15 minutes away from Josh Shushan. First pitch for the isotopes tonight is five, is 6 o'clock. Is that right, Vital? 6.05? So we'll hand this one over at 5.45 to Shushan for he and his uh, his pregame show. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. About 10 minutes away from Josh Dushan joining us, talking Albuquerque Isotopes, playing tonight in Oklahoma City. Okay. Tiger Woods is done for the day, boys. Birdied 8, birdied 10, birdied 13, birdied 14, but... Uh-oh. One over on one, three, four... 5, 11, and 12. So, shot a 74 today on a par 72. Does he make the cut? At one over, he's going to make the cut easily. He'll be playing into the weekend. When so he struggled, go, he struggled in that first nine. If you saw, he bogeyed twice in the first nine holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, three times, yeah, even. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, four bogeys and a birdie on the first nine. Better on the back nine. Three birdies, only two bogeys, but shot a 74 for the day. That puts him one over, and that's going to that's gonna put him around 20-ish right now, depending on how the day ends, and then he'll be in on the weekend, though. So there you go. PGA's happy. You know, what kind of money do you think Nike put into what he's using right now? Because he's doing like a real controlled approach on everything. He's not hitting it as far, which is fine, I guess, but it's straight every time. And it's that short game, get up on the green and one. Like, technology has gotten to a place where he doesn't have to be the player he was 30 years ago. Well, he's ago. not even wearing their product. They're mad that he's wearing a different company's shoes, but he says they're so Top comfortable golf. on them. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Not Top Golf. No. That's a um, place where you go to golf. Um, Foot Joy. He's wearing Foot Joy. So, yeah, we'll see. Were they mad? I don't know if they were really mad, though, were they? They will be mad if he He's wins. He's got a lucrative contract <laughs> with them, and that doesn't look good, right? Yeah. If he wins, they're definitely upset. Yeah. Hey, bet, though, it's like something weird where he's like, the contract is all tied for 19th right now. The contract is all equipment. It's not shoes. I mean, everyone does. Under Armour does that, too, because Under Armour, like, traditionally has garbage shoes. And it has to depend on, like, Under Armour America versus Under Armour Europe. And, like, on if the shoes are crappy or not. But Under Armour makes, like, Really good playing equipment. They just make crappy shoes. Mm-hmm. NBA wrapping it up. I was looking at Dallas Mavericks roster and Jokic. Not Jokic. Not Dallas Mavericks. What am I trying to say here? Denver Nuggets. Denver. Thank you. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Luca. So I was looking at the Denver uh, Nuggets roster, and the thing to me about the Denver Nuggets is they don't really have a guy that I'm thirsty for that isn't Jokic. They don't really have a player that I'm like, hey, let's go with this guy. We can do it. And I don't think I put that at such emphasis on the importance of what Jokic has done, you know, for this Denver team to obviously, you know, clinch the playoffs and be in the position they're in to, to have success in the postseason. You got an energy around that? Well, the only other player that showed they could be something with Jokic is um... – Murray, but he hasn't been the same since he was injured. Jamal Murray, 
Yeah. The point I, guard. I thought I thought Michael Porter Jr. was going to be bigger coming out of Missouri. I thought he was going to be a big deal. Obviously, Cousins isn't the player that he used to be. Um, Austin Rivers just doesn't really do anything no. for me. No. no. Aaron Gordon had one good year. But I, just, I, I, don't I know. think you're right. It should have been Michael Porter Jr., but oh, it he should have been. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. No. It's kind of the same thing what happened with Jamal Murray. Like, he was the guy, if, if people remember, in the bubble, he was the man. And that was his coming out party until he got hurt. Michael Green can play a little bit, like you're saying, but yeah, I just don't. Michael, what is, is Michael Porter Jr. played 10 games this year? I don't think he has. But obviously, when I was in St. Louis covering college basketball, you know, he was the guy yeah. in Missouri. You know, it was like, I was like, oh, wherever he ends up, he's going to end up. Top of the hour, Josh Ushaw, where we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more opening day in Major League Baseball. Van's not here. Um, what do you do to help with someone who has go? Oh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. That's, That's it. it. That's thoughts all you can do. Here's the, I don't, I don't really think about them. I don't pray. I don't know God. So get ready for that. You don't need it. Okay, here's the thing. Joel Oweveno from the live chat says, Joe, it's good for 500 assists a season. What do you need a point guard for? Interesting take. Don't hate it. Isotopes talk after this. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, sports animal. Back on the program. A good program thus far. Fast first hour, huh, boys? Yes, super fast. The show to me seems like a like a break between me watching baseball. That's what it feels like today. Speaking speaking of baseball, joining us, voice of the Albuquerque, Albuquerque Isotopes, Josh Shushan. Josh, how are you? I'm magnificent. I had to I mean, upgrade my YouTube to premium so I could watch the drone video more that the Isotopes put out this past week. So that's a pretty exciting thing in my life. What do you guys think? Do you like it? That's incredible. Are you being serious right now? It's the neatest Absolutely. thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was a lot of a choreography, rack. a lot of practice, a lot of ideas, a lot of if this, then that. I mean, the bottom line is the name of the drone pilot is Paul. And I don't know if anybody is as good at their job, whatever their job is, like Paul is at his job. I mean, he is so good and so precise to fly that thing over and under and through over its legs and through a pizza box where I felt the breeze go right by me. That dude is so talented. And then for everyone to do their parts and to nail it the way that it was nailed, it's just really fun to be a part of it. It was incredible to me when you were juggling those burning pretzels and he flew one through one of the holes in the pretzel. I thought, Shushan, like, I didn't know you could juggle. That's really impressive. Man, so well, I'm glad you guys liked it. In case people have not seen it, they don't know what I'm talking about. Go to any of the social media channels for the Isotopes, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can see it's about, what, about a minute and 30 seconds. And um, you're going to keep seeing a lot because we spend enough time <laughs> – Planning that, uh, we're going to use it a lot because we should. It's really well done. Rebecca Zook from our staff was sort of quarterbacking it from the isotope standpoint, and then Paul and Joan Yu was um, was the genius drone pilot who, who did it. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, so many people, like, were really patient in coming out between the lowriders and the mariachi dancers and the folklorico dancers and then the players to be out there and everybody else. Um, you know, it took a lot of people to show off. I mean, the idea was these are the things that make Isotope Spark special. So there's a lot of things that, that need to be involved in that. And so a lot of people just 
you know, were willing to stand around for, for very long periods of time until it was action and then to do their specific part and do it right on cue. Um, you know, so many people were involved and it was just really fun to see it come together. Robert Paul will be joining us on Tuesday when we are live from the ballpark to talk about the making of that drone video because I was just so enthralled with it. I need to know one thing before we sit down with Paul, though, Josh. How many takes did it take? <laughs> that was, that, that was going to be my question. If he told me it takes one, I'm, I'm just going to need to know <laughs> otherwise. No, no. Okay, so in all honesty, he, he came out a few days before and just so that he was just like practicing the course to get an idea for it. And then I think he did – three kind of dry runs where everybody wasn't in place, but was just kind of like showing everyone and kind of getting them used to it. And then once we had everyone in place and then basically the dress rehearsal was done, it was like, okay, let's go. Um, I want to say that we did, I think it was the third or the fourth take where everyone was jumping up and down, like, okay, we nailed that one. And then it was, okay, let's do another one just in case we can do it a little bit better. And then nailed that one. And then we're like, all right, well, let's do one more. And I think that's one where <laughs> the drone might have hit something. And so then we said, all right, let's do one more just to be on the safe side. So I want to say that there was six total takes, and we could have used any three of those six um, could have been used um, because, we, you know, we nailed it so many different times. 500 in the world of baseball is pretty freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough loss for the Isotopes last night. Big third inning for the Dodgers. The Isotopes tried to scrape back but couldn't quite get to that equalizer. Talk about the game last night, Josh. Well, this is let me, let me explain how the eighth and ninth innings went for the Isotopes at, at the plate when they were batting. It went walk, wild pitch, strikeout, wild pitch, walk, wild pitch, strikeout, wild pitch to score a run, strikeout. That was the eighth. Then the ninth inning went walk, Pass ball, wild pitch, strikeout, walk, wild pitch, strikeout, walk, strikeout. I'm not exaggerating. The last two innings was all walk, strikeouts, and wild pitches. The Little League game is what you're talking about. It was combined six strikeouts, five walks, one, two, three, four, five wild pitches, and one pass ball. Josh, so I'm looking here, uh, last night's game. Kind of what you said in the late innings, the entire game, there were 11 walks, which is good. We like that. But also 11 strikeouts. What has to change or what has to stay the same in order for the isotopes to tie this up tonight? Well, here's the thing. The guys who are walking and striking out, guys, they're really good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's hard to hit them for a reason because they're really good. Like, their stuff is ridiculous. But obviously, you can't just leave that many guys on base. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is the, the wind is, is howled the, the last two days. So, and I was talking to some of the guys in the bullpen and some of the outfielders, and they said, like, if you're in left field, the wind's going to blow it to center. If you're in center, it's going to kind of blow it to right. But if you're in right, it's going to blow it back to the ballpark, uh, back to, like, home plate. Um, Kevin Plar hit a home run that literally started foul down the right field line, and then the wind blew it fair. And that was kind of the difference in the game. So, to answer your question, what they have to do, low-line drives. You can't hit it in the air. And if you do, it's just not going to go anywhere. So you really have to just focus on low-line drives. Although, you know, you focus on a low-line drive and it's a ground ball and you hit into a double play. So, um, you know, it really has become a mental test for hitters on both sides. There's been very few extra base hits in this series so far. Um, you know, because it's cold, it's early in the season, you're still getting your timing. you got a bunch of guys throwing 97 who have no idea where the ball is going, but they throw 97 and they throw these hellacious sliders and <laughs> it looks like it's a strike. And then the next thing you know, it's four feet outside the strike zone. So it, it, it's been very challenging for both teams. And overall, the pitching has been very erratic, but it's been good. But the bottom line is they, you know, they just got to 
they got to figure out a way to, to put the ball in play. My boy Matt Dennis is going tonight. He's Chicagoan. I don't know if you know that, Robert. He's from Chicago. Yes. Matt Dennis on the bump. And then I really like the lineup tonight. I'm excited about L.J. Hatch. Talk a little bit about the pitching for the Ice Topes, Josh. Talk a little bit about the New Mexico State grad. Matt Dennis, the starter, is making his AAA debut. And I think that he's a really good example of someone who really got hurt by the pandemic. 2019, he finishes the year at AA Hartford. And so he's probably thinking going into 2020, all right, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a triple A, right? Uh, just finished, you know, season at double A. I'm on the move. There's no baseball season in 2020. And then last year he had to go back to Hartford again because there wasn't a spot for him with the Topes. And so now here he is two, late, two years later, and he's finally at the level that he thought he was probably going to be at in 2020. And uh, like you said, uh, Chicago native, went to Bradley University. I've never seen him pitch. I was talking to the pitching coach about him when we were on the bus the other day to kind of get a scatter report. But I'm excited to see what he can do. I know that when he was in college, he was a closer, and then he became a starter. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that it's, it's exciting for him. You know, I always think about the fourth starter and the fifth starter because by now just about everybody's played. But then as a starting pitcher, you're just sitting around and waiting and waiting before you finally get to make your debut. And, and he does that tonight. And then L.J. Hatch, as you mentioned, he's the New Mexico State guy. And um, he's the only one who hasn't gotten a start yet until now out of the position players. So he's in there. He hit his first AAA home run last year in this ballpark. Had his girlfriend and mom and dad and a whole bunch of family members in attendance. They all went nuts. We it was go. a super cool moment. So he's got really good memories here. And uh, we'll see if he can um, you know, get his season off to a good start. So um, for the fan who's really waiting for the home opener on the 12th, what can you tell them they are to look forward to when it comes to the isotopes, Josh? Wow, a lot. You know, I mean, to me, opening night, it's just it's like this renewal of, of your home away from home, right? It's, you know, you go back and you see these familiar faces, the, the ushers, the security guards, people who work at your favorite Dion's, um, you know, part of the ballpark or beer, bartender, whatever. Um, just renewing just your love of the ballpark and all the different fun things that there are to do and just all the smells at the ballpark. And it just conjures up just all these just great memories. And, and it's just a reminder that summertime is here and it's warming up and the good times are about to roll here. And you, you can, especially since it's the 20th year, and you can reflect on, you know, where you were 20 years ago and, you know, how much kids have grown up during those 20 years and what it's going to look like 20 years from now for you. And then, you know, it's just, again, to me, it's just the sounds, it's the smells, it's the crack of the bat for the first time. It's seeing how green the grass is and, and just deciding on your own, who's going to be my favorite player this year, you know, doing your own scouting report on, you know, I like this guy because of his walk-up music, or I like this guy because of the way that he brings his pants up to his knees, or I just like this guy plays with a chip on his shoulder, you know, and it's just kind of, you know, just figuring out the personality of the players on your own and just deciding, you know, these are the guys who I'm really going to cheer for this year. And her name is Hallie. That's my favorite uh, attendant okay. at the ballpark. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, she works at the club level. She's about the nicest gal you'll ever meet in the history of all attendants and uh, has many times ushered people out of my seat because I consider myself VIP. <laughs> Just want to be. So it's a chance to reacquaint yourself with Hallie. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so very much. Also, I don't know if you know this, at the club level, boys, they're putting beer back in. So last season it was all soda at the club level. But, well, they had that bar, you know what I'm talking about, but over there where the food is. So, I mean, I'm, I'm basically set. I'm, I'm set from one hour before the game all the way up until the seventh inning. And you, don't forget, you got the watermelon walk-off. That's, a, that's a, uh, something that we started last year, and so that's really cool. It's, 
we partnered with uh, Safe House Distilling, and so it's Isotopes branded, you know, uh, hard alcohol and can. You got that? You got all kinds of options. Is it true that there's going to be this kind of a specialty type uh, of hot dogs, Chicago style, but with a twist? I tell, of course, man. There's yes. always something. Whoever the chef is is always going to come up with some kind of twist, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's the other good part about going to a baseball game is the food. You just eat your way through the game. And, all right, I'm going to try the the the, the <laughs> alligator the dog, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's all. It's like, okay, what's my favorite food this year? You know, what what the chef break out that, that's new that we're going to try? You know, or am I just going to go, you know, my usual Dion's? Or am I going to go, you know, my – my uh, nachos and a helmet, whatever you know. Um, these are these are the important decisions in life that we <laughs> that we face in these challenging ago, times. Years ago, boys, I used to work for the Gateway Grizzlies. It was independent league baseball, and they had a a bacon cheeseburger, but the bun was a Krispy Kreme. They had cut in half and oh. then put it on the Krispy oh, Kreme, wow. like 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 a cream side. So- I don't know what it's called, glazed side down, whatever. So so you would eat this thing in one bite, and it was a combination of heart attack. And sadness, but it was so good. <laughs> Josh, what time's first pitch tonight? First pitch, six oh five, Mountain Time, seven oh five here in uh, the great state of Oklahoma, and uh, hopefully the wind is going to. According to my phone, it's going to start windy, and then as the night goes along, it's not going to be as windy from that point on. So we'll oh, see. But I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was down there for batting practice. Halfway through round one, I said, all right, that's enough. I'm going upstairs where it's warm. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you want to be around the boys. You know, you want to chat them up. How about this? You know, but I, I got a little bit of scattering report inside the clubhouse on some different things. And I was like, all right, I'm tired of being cold. I, I'm just going to go upstairs where it's warmer. I mean, yes, 100%. I, I wear my mask all the time. I'm going to wear it until it's 80 degrees out. Like, I refuse to <laughs> Josh Dushan, you're the best. We'll hand this program over to you at 545. You guys enjoy the rest of your program and have a uh, wonderful weekend. I'm going to go to about 100 Isotopes games this year. That means I have to go to away games too, but I don't care, Robert. That's my plan. Fred, Josh is really good at what he does. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I was, you know, I've been doing training with Mike on production, and oh, my goodness, Wednesday night. He was, it was phenomenal. I can't even describe it. The, the way he paint the thing that I think he does really well, and I know we got to go to break, Mike, so just let me stretch this out for a minute. The thing I think he does really well is he talks about that moment on the battery where he's like, he's like, uh, he's, all right, well, he said he's got the hands placed below the belt line there, turns the body, faces second to home, and check on the runner at second. It's a lean back into the rotation and hand side outside of the plate for yes. a ball. Would have been a strike if he had set up on the interior corner. And you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> like, that's exactly how like, it is. And when you have that type of talent doing that, and Fred, you've done it too, you guys have that talent to do it. It, To me, baseball is the best game on radio in the sport. I could be wrong, but I think it is. I agree, Mike, by far. So I have a little cheat sheet of ways to describe strikes because the last thing you want to do is like over and over again be like over the heart of the plate or down the middle or whatever. So it's like as you're walking through it, and like Josh don't need that. You know, mm-hmm. Josh is a guy who's like, he's like uh, at the knees, but on the black part of the plate on the outside in for a strike, oh, one count. And he just can then he'll jump into whatever story he was in. He's like, so with the wind's blistering up to 35 miles per hour with a steady 24 mile into out, you're like, how, Josh, do you, <laughs> do you breathe? Do you inhale? And there's like two, there's like multiple styles to baseball, right? There's let the game talk for itself. Right. There's that kind of thing too. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's an exceptional talent. And 
the day that the isotopes lose him, it'll be because the Major League Baseball Club has given him the opportunity, and and that is deserved for old Josh Shushan. So, all right, we got 30 minutes left, Robert. Obviously, we're going to talk about our opening day experiences, as we did not have the backyard baseball barbecue bash for the boys. I was so disappointed. Van caught COVID. Yes. Are you kidding me? And professionally speaking, of all the people who have been around Van for the, you know, greater than 15 minutes within proximity without him, it was only me. I was the only guy. Yep. <laughs> so, so immediately I'm like, okay, cool, at-home test, PCR test, let's go. And then the, the, we have a corporate policy, and they're like, well, Fred, you actually need to wait a couple of days. You're, this PCR test could be from anything. So I should be back in the studio on Monday, and we will both be live from Albuquerque Isotopes Park as long as I am healthy and well. And if not, it's going to be the one-man Robert Gibson show out there at the ballpark. <laughs> You're gonna kill it. You're gonna do so. Good. I'm gonna People play. Gonna I'm gonna call the game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call the pregame and then just go play. The, <laughs> we'll break down how excited we are for that when we get back from the break. Thank you so very much to the YMCA of Central New Mexico, where we start every day of our weeks. I've been going to the Comanche one, the one up here off Tramway, because I just moved up here by this one. Uh, similar energy to Horn, but I'm gonna end up going back to my home one. I just I miss the boys. I miss talking baseball in the morning, so I want to make sure I get back to that. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Okay, Robert, I just had a meme idea. What's up? Okay. So you get from the TV show Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? You get the scene where it's it's Will Smith and Uncle Phil, and they're in the living room, and he's hugging him, and where it's just a rug and no no furniture. Yeah, yeah. And he's like he's like, how come they don't want me? You know what I'm talking about? He's talking <laughs> yeah. about his family, but instead, me is the Academy Awards. Ah, like, how do you feel about uh, this? that? That's good. I like that one. Yeah, I haven't made it yet. But I was just, I'm I'm workshopping because Uncle Phil feels. <laughs> You might have should have texted that one. Someone may take it <laughs> and do it before you. I just I try to get ahead of the mean game, but the internet is so strong. Oh. The mean game. It's a, it's it's literally you got to have to get lucky. The and funniest the funniest guys are not you and I. They're no, just, not at all. No, not even close. Uh uh-uh. uh Next Tuesday we're live from Isotopes Ballpark. We're very excited about it. We're gonna have uh, well, we're gonna have a slew. We're gonna it's gonna basically be all Isotopes, and that's what it should be. So we're gonna have players, we're gonna have managers, uh, we're gonna have coaches, we're gonna have uh, front office guys, we're gonna have drone pilots. And you're like, that's weird. Well, Isotopes just put out the most fire drone video of all time. Like it's gonna be a good little Tuesday. And then you and I are going to uh, stay for libations briefly because you have your show afterwards. Right. 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 But, yes. Uh, yeah, but I will be there for the duration, um, and I guess I will not be a guest on the BS show that night because of uh, Ice Topes Baseball. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. We need to start cloning each other. That's what we need to start doing. Ain't enough hours. No, not at all. No. You know, and there's like a little inside baseball here. You know, we're, we're going to do a bunch of stuff for New Mexico Highlands University, right? So we're about to do a bunch of game day promotions, and we've got a gala coming up, a whole bunch of stuff. And, I mean, and then the drip's coming. I mean, Western wants to do stuff like yeah. it's like it just works like this. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you get it to a point where you're not you're not bigger than the game, but you are the game. And I mean that's you know that's unfortunate for everyone who's not us. It's a huge shame. <laughs> you uh you're I mean you're not you're not new to a microphone. You're relatively new to the sports talk game. Rel- right. Within, yeah. Within yeah. a year, this is your first opening day broadcast. Yes, it is, and that's why I'm so excited. You, You're pretty jazzed, right? I, I am. When you text me, I was like, I was going to be there anyway. Yeah. I, I, I didn't 
need to tell you guys that. I was going to be there. <laughs> like, but, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I haven't been to an Isotopes game in a couple of years. I used That's to take my old. oldest daughter a lot, but, you know, since she got older, now I have my little one. She's four. But I'm at that time where I'm like, okay, now I'm seeing things that I never got to see as a part of the organization, and it's very exciting. It's very exciting for me. It's interesting to me because I worked for or adjacently to independent league baseball and professional level baseball being the St. Louis Cardinals and, and now Albuquerque Isotopes. And the Isotopes are run uniquely well. It's, it's very interesting to me because it's, number one, a really good mixture of talent from around the country, but 505 talent as well. Mm-hmm. And then on that, I don't think I've been privy to a conversation that's not fan-driven. Like every conversation yes. I feel like I've been a part of is, hey, is this going to be a betterment for the fan experience? And and obviously the United are here and, and you know, not the same season, but the runners and the gladiators and, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. But to me, still kind of like the benchmark for success and the yes. benchmark for outdoor sports entertainment is the Albuquerque Isotopes. And, and I don't know if there's my – they find local that that yes. deal that Josh was talking about with Teller Vodka Safe House, like the, the watermelon walk off. I mean, they took us to the Super Bowl. You know, it's like there's yeah. yeah, there's partners within this community that absolutely give a ton, and and I'm about that. I'm about that life. Yeah, I love it because they have something for everyone. It doesn't matter what age you are, what your interests are. Trust me, just go to a game, and I bet you there's going to be something there for you. And anyone else who's with you, no matter what the age, what the background, or what your interests are. We didn't get to do our opening day baseball bonanza barbecue with the boys because Van Nunley came down with a positive COVID-19. Yeah, he contaminated all the meats. <laughs> weird sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird sentence. Um, I was so ready. I had everything that I was going to take over there set out already yeah. by the door because I was going to bring – I have an extra TV. I had other things. And I got that late text. I was like, oh, man. No. We'll have to figure out – you know, we're going to have to make up for it. Yeah. I did watch the Cardinals in, uh, in their entirety. Obviously, a good game for I watched the boys. that. I watched the yeah, game. The, the boys in red and white, they looked real good. I was real happy about that. Got to see – Three future all-stars on Wayne Wright, Molina, and Pujols all take the field at the same time for the last time, and I thought that was a good thing Hall for of Famers. me emotionally. Hall of I Famers. Think so. Hall of Famers. Oh, so. no, no. I was correcting you because you said future all-stars. I'm saying future Hall of Famers. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so excited. About, I was very excited about that. Obviously, a good start to the year for the Cardinals as they get the big W. Um, oh, Fred, I got something to ask you, but I should have asked this before the show. I'll give it to me right now. You see now. the story on Albert Pujols, man? I got What's up with your boy? Well, that's a tough one, right? What are you? What, what's up, man? Like that so, is like the way they presented that story. If anyone doesn't know, you know his was it his wife had brain surgery, and then he's divorcing her. The way they put it out there, you're like, man, that's not cool. But then when you read the story, you understand it a little bit more. But that's how a lot of people do with something like that. They sensationalize it. Vital, if you're not familiar, um, Albert Pujols, now ex-wife, had a brain surgery. Yes. Was it this week? This yeah. week or over the weekend? And then um, within the same calendar day, Albert Pujols uh, filed for a divorce from his Man. wife. Oof. Now, 
I don't know enough to know. You right. Know, could, could they have been going down this path for some time? And it's a thing where, hey, he wanted to make sure she got it done under the insurance. Yeah. Or if they're – I mean, I don't really know. There's, it's a there's money so many thing. Detail. It's got to be. Yes. Because, you know, I'm like you, Robert. Like, I, you know, you and I have both been married. You and mm-hmm. I are both no longer married. Like, like there's, there's, there's a whole lot of aspects outside of what you give to others on why that occurs. I don't want to sit here and say Albert Pulse is the biggest jerk of all time because of this, because I just don't know enough. And there's two things where it relates. If you're like to me, when it comes to like divorce and marriage and relationships, if you're not harming others with your marriage or your relationship or your divorce, I'm not judging you. Yeah. So like, that's why I'm judging Will Smith. Cause he smacked a guy in the face. Like I'm not judging Albert Pujols because he and his, his now, ex-wife they're they're not doing that right the way i look at it is like this it doesn't happen overnight this is something that's been over time and everyone's just looking at the the end result of it and they're saying oh look how close it was in proximity he's a bad guy you don't know what's been happening for for a long time now but i mean it can be made to look anyway you know what i mean yep it definitely would be made to look put a put a little put a little Put a little damper on his shine, a little bit. Well, and but there's the other side of the coin too, which is like if if now he can put like a sole focus on the game, you know, if yeah. now he can, because and similarly, you know, you and I are speaking from experience here. There's there's really two paths here. You can go down like complete destruction, or you can go down like complete distraction. Right. And there's like nowhere in the middle. Yeah. So and like he- if. Yeah, especially with the with the feats and the accomplishments that he has coming up. What seven more home runs? And he's going to hit twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one more, and it's just like, does is it going to be a distraction or is it going to be focused? There's no, like you said, there's no in between, and it'll show up fairly quickly. And there's a drug to it, right? Like in reference to Albert Pujols, where when he was announced pregame as you know they're doing here comes the king, which is the the Bud Light song and, and or the Budweiser song they play for the Cardinals and they and you know it's here's Wainwright here's Molina here's Pujols and you know forty six thousand two hundred fifty six people go crazy and then you know at his first at bat you know there's you know there's no one in the concourse you know there's everyone out there waiting and you know and, and he gave one a ride you know I mean it you know it didn't end up out or whatever yeah. and that is what it is but yeah there's um there's a high to it that that can be enough of distraction that. It'll never be um, topped. Mm-hmm. It'll never like no matter what you got going on. There's not like another emotion that's going to be greater than that one you're currently feeling. And I mean, you know, the you know that's chasing the dragon yeah. is what it is. Yep. You know that's why so many athletes uh, struggle in the post. Rapid fire. When we get back, is this is the last one we got? Vitalik, ten minutes left. Ten minutes. When we get back, two men on ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten. Final segment of the program. Rapid fire. Big thank you to Cam Rogers who joined us. Big thank you to Josh Shushan. Big thank you to the mailman. Big thank you to Lenny. Got some good friends of the show. Absolutely. All right. You want to start NFL or you want to start pro wrestling? Ooh, let's get NFL out the way. (laughs) Walmart's going to buy the Denver Broncos. What? Oh, you didn't see this? No, I didn't. Oh, gosh. No. Walmart, Air... To bid for Broncos. So Rob Walton. Oh goodness. Who used to be the top, now it's the kids. You kind of know how the Walmart story works, right? Yep. Worth more than seventy bill, 
is expected to submit a bid for Friday worth more than four bill, the highest price ever paid for a professional team. For put that in comparison for you, I think in 2018 the Panthers went for 2.2, and the Nets went for 2.3 in 2019. So this is almost double the highest Ooh. price ever paid, and it could be if it's great that much greater than four bill. Well. There goes Byron Allen's chance. Yep. Because I know he was the only one that was really pursuing the opportunity. Well, and he's like to be fair, he's the he's the great value of NFL owners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only way I like this is if he go ahead and takes the Broncos and moves them to Arkansas. That's what he should do. Little Rock. Not even Little so Rock. It, if they do that, then um, players that look like you could be on one side of the 50-yard line and players <laughs> that look like me could be on the other side of the 50-yard line. Both sides of the 50-yard line will be equal. They will be separated. Yeah. But um, but everyone should be happy with that game. <laughs> Dog, when's the last time you've been to Arkansas? Oh, man. It's been there a long time. No, there ain't no place more racist. Than uh, it's been a long time, and, I, and I, I promise you it's the very same. Little Rock don't – like, me and you going to Little Rock together? like Oh, it's biggest, all type of stairs you know, and – Are we taking different Ubers away from the airport? Yeah. Like, you know, no mess. Debo Samuels is about to become the highest paid non-quarterback. How do you feel about that? Um, Actually, you know what? I have to say Debo deserves it. No, it's I, way too much. I, well, I don't know if he deserves that much, but for what he did for that team, if you take him off that team, they do not make the playoffs. For them to get as Probably, far as yeah. they did, despite who they have on offense or who they don't have on offense, that was a pretty good year for them. To me, it's a thing where if you're going to get a deal like that, it's going to have to be with the Jets. It's going to have to be with a team that can turn you around money-wise in other ways. Um, and I think New York is the market. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm not trying to rip the West Coast. I think you know there's a lot of viewers out there and all that. But that's a lot of money for a guy that, as we've kind of seen with the wide receiver position – there ain't a lot of them that go more than a couple of years, you know, and, and after a couple of years, the way that they're coming out of college, the new ones are just as good as the old ones. Right. So um, also, how's that Devontae Adams deal looking like a steal? Oh, yes. Christ. Well, it, I, I have to going back to Debo. I have to blame the 49ers for their usage, the way they use them. What, what did they think he was going to ask for? Yeah, because he's because he, he's not he's like he's a guy who should get like running back two, wide receiver two money yeah. or a combination of that. Yes, but he's playing wide receiver one, running back one. Yeah, like you. Yeah, you have to get both of them. See, that's the that, that's the problem. You know, it's not like he's asking for this and people are all up in arms. Like, what is he asking this for? And he's roll my tape from last year. Look, yeah. look at everything that I did. Your boy, where's your boy Melvin Gordon going to end up? Oh, uh, he needs to retire. That's what he needs to do. Oh, he's too young. Yeah, he's too young. But if it's not a playoff team, he, he's wasting his time. He really is. Baltimore? Ooh, that's a great fit because he wouldn't be the main back. He wouldn't? Yeah, he, they can use him in a rotation. That would be a great fit as long as he holds on to the ball because he has a history of fumbling. Let Walmart buy the Broncos be the first guy they sign back? He wouldn't go back. No, they, Denver don't want him. <laughs> uh, a friend of the show, 
Tony Khan, who we've had on the program before, owns AEW Wrestling. He publicly today via the Twitter uh, announced a quote-unquote independent study, which we both know from junior high school means nothing. Nothing, yeah. That's that no. could be That means a lie is what yeah. that means. And he believes that there is a legion of perhaps Russian, but definitely corporately read uh, Twitter and social media bots that are regularly running his organization through the ground in an effort to better his competitors. Okay, I need to know where he's coming up with this from. An independent study has confirmed that no. much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff run <laughs> thousands of accounts, an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who do they pay for such a wildly expensive thing? He's basically saying WWE is uh, launching a smear campaign. Yeah, that's what it is. And he's, he's like, let's blame Russia since everyone, they're the enemy number one of everyone right now. By the way, tuned into Rampage tonight to watch John Moxley fight whoever. <laughs> Good job this week, boys. I'll be back with a clean COVID test on Monday. Yes. Robert, any final words before we go? No, you guys have a great weekend. I cannot wait until next week. Next Tuesday, man. I'm very excited for the Isotopes opener. I'm not, I can't even hold it in. Speaking of Isotopes after this. Good job, everyone. GG. GG.